0: Yo, what's good? Welcome to CounterCurrents, episode number 45. This is your host, Petey Steele.
1: And your co-host, Elena Torres. And today, we have two of our favorites, our friends and partners in local comedy. Please welcome Noah Crowley and Randolph Terrence.
2: Hey, Hey.
0: Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming on. Uh, yeah, sitting in in your break time, you know. Well, yes. I guess uh, one show's down. How the show's going. They sound good out there. They're for fine. those of you
1: that don't know, they are uh, hosting an opening for Steve Renazzisi here at Arlington Draft House. Yep. So yep, yep, yep. So now I answer the question, how the show's been going. They've been good. Well, the one show. No, it's two, it's three. This is the
2: third, third show. This is the third show. Yeah, the late night Friday was the best, but they've been all solid.
1: Really, late night Friday was the best. Usually, Mm -hmm. late night Friday everybody says is the worst.
2: Yeah, they were looser then.
0: Nice.
2: They weren't tired. Good to see you hosting,
0: though. Have you hosted here before? Not here. Okay, I didn't think so. I I heard the name and I was like, can't remember that. But it's been cool watching you come up. I got to say, you're one of the more tenacious local comics I've known. I can remember a couple years. going out to the green room and watching you go like second to last for every weekend and be sitting. and it was funny but I was like thinking man you know is he gonna ascend because so many people do that and just give it up but you really uh,
2: come a long way. I oh, like you. Yeah.
1: How long have you been doing comedy now?
2: Uh, seven years. I've been yeah kind of on and off at parts but for the whole time. When I started out I was really just a Mitch Hedberg guy Like, you could hear it through and through and people used to say, and I've been trying to, I think that was the main thing, getting away from that. Yeah. Yeah. Developing
1: your own style. Randolph, how long have you been doing comedy? 20 years. And when you started, do you think you wanted to emulate someone, too?
3: No. um, Emulate anybody, no. I just, depending on what what role I was doing, I just... uh, looked at people who I admired in that role. Like, I was when I started hosting, because I started hosting really early, I said, um, at that time, I think Steve Harvey was hosting uh, Showtime of the Apollo. So I said, well, I'll try and do that, because he great, he's great at it. Mm-hmm. Steve Harvey's one of the best hosts I'd ever seen. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, just do that. You know what I mean? So not the jokes and stuff, but with that kind of confidence, and do that. So I just did that know, and then wrote my own jokes around that. But to, I guess it's kind of the same as doing Mitch Hedberg. But a, a guy like Mitch Hedberg, the problem is you start writing jokes in his style. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've never.
2: It's his bass and also his energy. And I, I wasn't even trying to do it. It's just I had listened to him so much growing up. Like, he was my guy. Well, like, that's,
3: well that's what happens if you're not trying. Like, if you, yeah. early on I would host you, you work with different people. Like, I work with, uh, Kevin Brennan, a couple of times, Neil Brennan's older brother, and was uh, before he made the alt-right turn, and uh he has a distinctive cadence when he talks. Mm-hmm. By like four shows in, everybody, we were all talking that way. All of myself, the <laughs> and him, we were all kind of talking with the same cadence. It happens with a lot of people who open for David Tell too. Yeah, when happens you, for rappers. You don't, do, yeah, it you it don't happen do. Happens with me, I.
0: Cool G Rap was my idol, and I ended up yeah. rapping a whole yeah. lot like him. And yeah. people would be like, "Oh, this is good, but this sounds like him." And you know, I'd be like, "Oh yeah.
3: yeah." Who's the white cat that sounds like Ghostface?
0: Oh, uh, Action Bronson. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: And Action Bronson can rap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Ghostface. Yeah. <laughs> and he can rap. He's yes, rapping he his own stuff. Yes, he can. Sounds like Ghostface. Yes, he does. I like
2: Action Bronson because he's the one celebrity everyone says I'm the skinnier version of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one time I'm like, "Fucking you. The dude's ass. got a cooking show. Dude. That's, <laughs> That's so the good.
0: thing. It's just because you don't have any culinary expertise. That's all Everything right. Everything you eat comes out of a fucking bag with a 99 yeah. cent How yeah. do you know that? that. Yeah.
2: You didn't dispute it. Blue, blue apron it up now and then.
3: Yeah. <laughs> actually, Bronson can actually cook.
0: Yeah. So you just... He can rap though. Yeah, you he can. Just He's sick. He sounds like Ghostface. Yeah, absolutely. Almost like cl- you. you know, clonic Yeah, it's a word. Yeah. And then he got in some trouble because they took a shot at him a few years yeah. back.
3: What I would say to to comics is that uh, I had this conversation with uh, I say his name because I like him with Hennessy Yeah. Miami, that you'll you'll sound like the person that you admire, and as long as you be, somebody makes you aware of it, at some
0: point you'll kind of. You'll go away. From it. it takes time, but at some point, you'll we'll go, we'll go away. From it. it does. I, you know, that's the thing, though. I'm happy when I came into here. I mean, I had love for a couple comedians, and some of the content in the bleak outlook may have like, seemed like George Carlin or somebody like that, but like the style of speak, all that shit came from hip-hop and mm-hmm. the punchlines and stuff. So I could say my comic influences were like G-Rap, Big L, Big E, and Lord Finesse, yeah. which was perfect otherwise i mean influence is now for me comedically it's always like it's a gumbo pot of people you know I mm-hmm. take sort of elements of each person i kind of like you know what i mean don't be afraid to take
2: uh, performance
0: elements from, from
3: other things beyond stand-up like um sometimes i'll do a thing where i'll i'll just end on a punchline and just walk away End on a punchline and I just walk upstairs. I don't say anything, I just do the punchline, and I walk off the stage wherever the last punchline is. Okay. I got that from Martin Luther King. If you ever watch, if you ever watch his uh, speech, I may not make it to the mountaintop, that's how he ends. Wow. I may not make it to the mountaintop. And then he just walks off.
0: Wow. Holy shit. Watch it on YouTube. I got that from him, and <laughs> I got that from Randolph <laughs> Terry. From, uh, from Randolph- <laughs> <laughs> because I've been taking that advice recently. It's you got to know when. Well. You got to
3: know. You got to feel when to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't do it every time. It doesn't. It doesn't work every time. <laughs> you just got to kind of feel when to do it. You <laughs> just reach a certain point, and like, there's nothing else I can say that's going to be this good. Do you
1: think yeah. that that's? Totally, that that depends on ending on a laugh. Like if they're laughing really hard, then you can walk off. No, or because if it's no, just silent, you no,
3: it. it's you can walk out. On, you can walk out on silence. There's a couple that I've done. When well, you when you start to walk away, that'll cue them. Yeah. Unless the shit is just not good. I've yeah. seen people use it as a joke. <laughs> like they'll yeah. say,
1: like Jamie Benedict has has one where he'll say something weird. Yeah. And walk off. Yeah, he it, does it, it as a joke, yeah. and then when he walks yeah. off, they well, start they walk, laughing. Well, here's the thing
3: is here's the thing, is. The, everything he said up to that is the setup. Right. The punchline is him walking on.
1: Right.
3: Now, when I do that, when I leave, I'm really not leaving. I'm not leaving as a punchline. I'm right. leaving because I'm done. Yeah. And right. It's not going to get any better than this. So right. I'm done. But yeah, you can do it like that. You can do it. As, that's the punchline of, of the joke. Right. Setup, setup, up, mm-hmm. set setup, setup. Whatever you're saying, setup, setup, setup.
0: Maybe an odd face. Mm-hmm. Punchlines don't always have to be words, it can yeah. be a look. A girl I was talking to recently oh, is out of Chicago. Yeah. Kristen Toomey. She goes around with Janelle and stuff mm-hmm. and tours. Really funny, great at crowd work. And she was telling me, you know, someone with your kind of face, expressive, which she has too. She's like, yeah, you could probably make people laugh for a minute just making a stupid face or yeah. something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, you going not have to not wear your hat. Yeah. So you got to push it Good back point. on your head. Yeah. That's what I told her too. So she always has a fucking hat. So people can see your face. Yeah, she's that's happened to me by stu- accident. But she's got yeah. one of those hats like, uh, Luther, or one of the rogues from the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the oh, really? Jones. Yeah. yeah,
3: that's why I don't wear a hat, on stage. Yeah, because I don't like it coming into my eyes. You yeah. know, and I wear hats all the time, but I just don't wear them on stage because I don't like in.
1: Yeah, and the light creates a shadow right. on your face. I have a shadow
3: on my face. And yeah. I want people to be able to see my eyes.
1: Yeah, because it's happened to me by accident where, I'll make a face and that'll get as much laughter yeah, much as a right. punchline. Ooh. Yeah. And I use it in jokes all yeah. the time.
3: So which is the punchline, the face or the, or the uh, joke? Now you can, you can. I don't know if this works the same for for white or Latina, but for Black people, you can you can kind of drift off into cooning if you start doing certain aspects of menstrually. Oh, with facial eyes, expressions. Shit. Yeah, you yeah. can kind of go down that road. So I'm I'm cognizant of doing that when I'm. Performing. Y- y'all ain't even thinking about that right? <laughs> No, that has <is> never <laughs> yeah. been a concern of mine I'm cognizant yeah. of that when I'm, when I, think mm-hmm. about it. I didn't used to be And then uh, one day I saw I was I used to watch back when we used to do VHS tapes of ourselves That's how far back I go, kids
0: We used to VHS tapes Started with VHS
3: Then we went down to the, uh, the little the little recorder
0: Oh, the MC-60 mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the
3: little square one right? yeah. I had two Sony had cameras there. And then we went to uh, Then it was the DVDs You'd run into a club that had DVDs, and things, and then you record it. Now it's just phone or
1: just a phone. You get a little tripod for right. ten dollars on Amazon, right. and that's
3: it. Right. Yeah, you used to have to buy something like this to record yourself. Mm-hmm. Everybody had one like this, and it would make mini discs. I had one. I bought mini from a pawn discs. shop, and it didn't come with instructions. Hmm. Oh, I can figure oh. this shit out
0: No. <laughs> this thing's huge. I feel like Gordon Gecko putting it on stage.
3: I know. I have the same one. The next generation up one That Andy
0: Klein has That one's tight Yeah that
3: one is <laughs> They're talking
1: about A recording equipment for everybody. <laughs> Yeah It's just It's this big Like black block yeah. In the middle of the room With a Microphone yeah, on I it. have that
3: same one Yeah I have that same one That I use when I talk to people on the phone For the uh, Three guys on a podcast
0: Hey, hey. Uh, Speaking of which I wanted to ask something About that tonight I mean as Sock puppet number two That's <laughs> the biggest deal, Um People ask about you, man. Oh, I, I love it. It's great. Um, I almost wish I was still on Face. Something? Yeah, I'd love to have. I'd, I'd love to come on. Yeah, we're great. Um, what was I gonna say? Tim Miller is he coming back? Everyone. He just said that he was going to start his own podcast. Oh shit! Oh.
3: The one guy asked. Yeah. <laughs> podcast is a grind, man. You've got to commit to sitting down and doing the work. Yeah, that's right. You can't. That's right. Sit we know all about that work, and we've told you that. That people have approached us about you guys should start a three guys on networks. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, I. You know how let's say you were doing a show for us mm-hmm. and you missed the show one week I'd be on your ass yeah. <laughs> constantly yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where's the product where's the product that's right it yeah. reminded me of when uh, in the uh, Tribe Called Quest movie when the manager was like he kept going at going that uh, at five no, nah, not five you um, a of tip yeah. like g- give, give me the album mm-hmm. give me, no I gotta do some more just give me the goddamn album I gotta do some more t- that's how it would be mm-hmm. and then uh, we ain't even talked about it. you gotta get your shit past Andy. That's the next thing. Yeah. Your equipment stinks and he's not gonna wanna fuck with you. No, he won't. So we were like uh eh.
0: He's actually due to help us with our Yeah, I mean. exactly. Yeah. We've actually we <laughs> actually
1: reached out to him as a consultant. We've
0: commissioned him.
1: Because our sound has been a journey. So thank for all the listeners, thanks so much. We've gotten so much better, but and you know, we're in this to. together. We're learning, and Andy's going to come and give us a master class on how to make this sound better. And Andy's,
3: Andy, and, and people will send stuff to Andy so he can he can fix it for him. Lambert does it all the time. So oh, wow. Send something that's fix this,
0: yeah. <laughs> and Andy will fiddle around with it and get the sound a certain way. What one. a kind soul. I yeah. ask him for advice all the time, and I did it free of charge. Uh, I'm like, I don't do my patience like this. Had a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: had a podcast for two episodes, and after hours of editing it to try and get the sound right, I'm like, this is basically a sound editing job now. Like, this is not like, I'm sure I would have leveled out at some point, but you I'm know. like, this is...
3: The first one isn't going to stink yeah. for a long yeah. time. Yeah. And then after a while, we don't edit the, uh, the podcast that we do. We don't no, edit those anymore. No,
1: we don't edit.
2: We,
3: don't
0: we just do edit. them. But,
1: but you, in the first ten episodes of ours, yeah. you can uh-huh. hear it. It's a lot of
3: <laughs> editing. You
0: know, yeah. lot of the only time of, we've ever edited one of our episodes is that the battery died earlier. <laughs> oh, that's right, that's right, that's right.
1: <laughs> that's that's of. how up we, we've we been on the equipment. The battery died, so we had to, like, cut.
3: There's a lot of what else. What else? What else at first? Yeah. What else? Yeah. Well, a lot yeah. of dead air, but we know how to fill air now. We don't.
1: Karen doesn't really die. We've been doing it for a long time, though. So How long have you guys been doing it now? Oh, say nine years. Wow. So you guys got into podcasts when podcasts first started no, being No, we don't
3: know what the secret is. There's no, podcasting is just like show business. There's no, there's right. no way to turn the corner. Right. Um, I know our podcast and the Black Guy Who Tips, shout out, started a little Man. bit, Rod and Karen, started a little bit apart from each other. And that's Rod's full time job.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And he makes a very good living doing his podcast. Right. Yeah. He does like four now. He just put a thing up that it was six years ago that uh, he was laid off from his job and he went podcasting full time. Wow, that's awesome. So he has like four. Yeah, he's yeah. got his main one. He's got Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones one. the Oh really? He has a Game of Thrones, Thrones, Dem- Thrones Yeah, Dem- it's Thrones. Wow. wow.
0: The football one. Um, he's
3: got football, The uh, Balls Deep, the sports one.
0: And then isn't there like a Walking Karen,
3: Dead? His wife Karen. Yeah, a Walking Dead one. Karen has one. His wife has one, where she just talks about. And stuff. I've been on there to talk with talk about fitness and uh, nutrition. Um, it's good. And we found out through Lambert that he was a fan of our podcast. We didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. So we've been. Now we've been on his podcast. he been. They've been on our podcast. Uh, on my on my own spinoff podcast from the Three Guys On podcast. We talk. We'll talk for like two hours sometimes. Sure. We also now we'll exchange text messages during the day about mm-hmm. stuff.
0: I've been on Rod's podcast. Yeah, the You've day they Twitter. were featured in Ebony magazine.
3: Right, right. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they just he got they got flown out to USC to do a symposium. Oh, that's and awesome, Professor Dr. Bambi Haggins, who I will be interviewing probably next week to talk about us. Uh, she her specialty is black cinema black media.
1: I took a lot of black cinema classes when yeah, I was at USC, right. but not from her, from Todd Brown.
3: Yeah, was, yeah that's one for college, yeah.
1: Yeah, he, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, And I actually learned, because I didn't grow up here, right? So I actually learned so much about American history, mm-hmm. especially in the past century, from yeah. him and yeah. watching movies. Because it really was, because I took... You know, like the black history of cinema, or or those, like, it was two classes. It was a whole year. And it was really a black history class. I mean, you watch movies throughout, but it was really a whole, and I didn't, it was, you know, because they don't teach that. Well, that's
3: why I don't like when people say that um, somehow media and music is not supposed to influence culture. You hear that, but people say that. I'm like, well, that's...
0: How is that? That's ridiculous. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What are you... That's all that it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what yeah. it's used that's for. what dictates yeah, culture. Everybody so used, ones, yeah.
3: every every. People got into that to get used into used the previous right. culture yeah. in
0: the church. You know. You know. Yeah, they, they <laughs> use it to
3: they use it to squash Reconstruction. They use um, uh, the movie um, Birth of a Nation to spark the rise of the Ku Klux Klan. I mean, these mm. things are planned. It's not. No. They don't just happen in a vacuum. And it's because of because of uh, media images. Yeah. You know? Absolutely right. And it's important that you control your you control your images which is why i'm i'm a huge fan at this point in my life a huge fan of uh jay-z and uh beyonce and even kevin hart especially though cat williams though um material wise i think cat williams is fine if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. That's another place where I'm at in my life now. If you like it, great. Good for you. It's harmless. It doesn't bother me. Uh, he makes me laugh. But he controls 100% of his media output.
0: Yeah. All his specials,
3: he owns all of them outright. He put all the money into it. Everything he's done, he owns 100%. 100%. That's how Ray Charles did it. That's how Curtis Mayfield. Brown did it. That's how Curtis Mayfield did it. That's the way to do it.
1: But has he been doing that from the beginning? started
3: out from the very beginning. That's hard. put his own money into his first special. Put his own money into his first special, made money off that special, plowed that money back into his next special, made money off that special, plowed his money back into his next special. It's about taking your money and investing investing your money back into yourself. And floss and floss a little bit. Hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
0: floss, a little, floss a little bit, but invest your money. That's know, important. So, yeah, it is important. Yeah, you're, you're, you know, I tell you're these young comics a yeah. lot, yeah. and, and they don't listen to me. But I like, you don't have to, you shouldn't look like the fucking fans. No, I'm tired of that shit. No, you should. Got to go to the barber. You should care a little bit about yeah. it. You I mean, look at Andy. Andy
3: wears uh, Andy Klein again. Wears flannel on stage all the time. Yeah. Always press, press
0: the lid. and starched. Yeah, yeah, that's you right. <laughs> press the <list>. That soft <laughs> garden shirt that's is supposed right. to be No, oh, But it's
1: as long as you have a look. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That's all, and people. I feel like comics get mad at me all the time because I'm cheesy and LA in the way where I use the word brand a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think it is important to sort to create your brand. It's like cheesy and overused as that word no. is. I, that's and part on stage, of why like they you the,
0: to do this podcast. I don't want to no bum bitch. You know? oh,
1: hey, thanks, beauty. <laughs> <baby. laughs> <laughs> people overuse
3: words and they and they, they take away the, the import of the word, what the word really means. You know. You got to invest in you. You oh, become right. your own brand, particularly in this game. You got yeah. I don't have no management. Nope. No. <laughs> don't like management.
1: People don't believe how long into the journey of comedy people don't have management.
3: Well, that's because there's always, there's always the quick story too. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And so there's the quick story. There's always one. Oh, this person was five years, and now they're headlining, and blah 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 blah. You know, there's always the quick story, to go along with the long story. People focus on the quick story,
2: they don't see they,
3: no one even thinks about the long story. And a lot of times, like, do you really want management? <laughs> no, I mean I've had a
1: management with all with I've been acting since I was sixteen. Yeah. So I've had a lot of agents and managers through that. And they show up when you don't need them. Right. That's what I learned. They're like as soon as people as soon as people are offering you jobs, then they're like, Hey, I'll come and take ten percent. Right. of your offers and what one of the things i loved about comedy is like how easy it is to just move yourself through you just ask people for time Mm -hmm. you show up where you want to show up you find the state and you can really you can control your own destiny so much tops out
3: though that's the problem at some point yeah i'm not not there yet you gotta have somebody who first of all you gotta be in the right place which is either l.a or new york you gotta decide what it is you want to be do you want to be uh do you want to be uh, an actor who does comedy or do you want to be a comedian you've got to make that decision and whatever decision you make that could depend on where you want to live. If you want to be on television or you want to be in the industry then you got to move to L.A. because that's where they keep the cameras um, so go there you can do it in New York, you can act in New York or something like that But now you're talking about more stage work and yeah, television work, but limited, you're going to be a lot older, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: So I don't know, I'm a big proponent of staying here, just because, I mean, uh, partially yeah. I'm biased, I'm a native and all yeah. of that. But I see the scene getting so much bigger. I mean, is that's it delusional to not, the point where... No,
3: it's not delusional, but it's going to top out. Austin did the same thing. When I was in Austin, it was the same thing. Austin became an industry town. And South by Southwest, West wasn't there and all that. There's there's movie studios there Robert Rodriguez has a studio there Quentin Tarantino Films down there You can do stuff down there But you're going to top You're going to top out If you want to be a, just a great stand-up comic You can either go on the road Or you can move to New York yeah. You're not going to become a great stand-up comic living in L.A. You are not That's
1: true That's, that's impossible That's true Every Because time
3: diff- they have a different goal there and and I'm every, fine with
1: the goal. Don't get me
0: just wrong. Just to be seen.
3: No, no, no,
1: everybody wants know. to work in TV. Want and to there's be in the game. There's yeah. just not that much stage time there either. Like, every time I go, because for my other stuff, I'm there every three months. And every time I go, I'll do a show or two. And I ask the people that are funny, not famous. Because there's a lot of famous people that are doing comedy. So I'll ask the people that are not super famous uh, how often they're getting on stage. Mm-hmm. And the answer is always twice a month. And those are the people that are good and just focusing on comedy. Whereas you ask someone that in New York and they'll say, you know, as a small minimum twice a night.
3: Yeah That's how you become better is, is getting up. Uh, the downside of that is that although there's you know there is TV opportunities in New York now and stuff like that. There always has been Silver cup studios there and there always has been because New York is usually a set in somebody's movie. In mean, the industry, you've got to move to where they keep the cameras. Well,
1: I mean, I think that's all. There, that's becoming less and less true. I think because you can so much submission now is is video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you go, you're going to the audition room less and less cool. and less and less. And you're submit now. The thing in LA is a lot of people are starting businesses, having like lights and nice cameras for your self tape oh, auditions and, to send going in. Going to self tape. Right. in New
3: York. My man Chris does. Uh, he, he'll put something on tape and send it in. Uh, on his own, but uh, Chris is also a serious actor and he's a serious stand up and he's blowing up a lot. Yeah. Right. You
0: know, yeah, so. I just saw him in that movie about the plagiarist. What was yeah, that? Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, oh,
1: oh, with uh, yeah. with Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
0: You hate me or th- shot, I shot for like two shot for like two good? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him up there. I didn't know he was going to beat it. I was like, the no Yeah, he charged <laughs> up. Yeah, <laughs>
3: charged <you> up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I went and saw it.
3: Yeah, we're gonna do a podcast later on this week about this, about this movie with uh, the new black movie that's coming out. Oh, yes. the one about
0: integration, the school. With yeah, garages. yeah, and I'm like, oh. Look. yeah, i yeah, like yeah. this old
3: bullshit. The best of enemies. I'm like this, is that bullshit. He was like, "Nah, man, you gotta go see." It. I was like, "Okay, so I'm yeah. gonna <laughs> we'll we'll go see it tomorrow. We're gonna talk about it on the spot."
1: I guess for you guys, that's like how Latinos feel about drug drug movies. Like any right. sort of drug cartel movie, it's like, "Oh, cool, again." Oh, that's, like Sicario? Did you like
3: Sicario? I haven't seen really, it. I actually really,
1: I actually really like Sicario One. I'm not anti Ooh, drug movies. Just. Can we do as much drug movies as we do? Can we do movies of Latinos doing other stuff? No. Like, Why would we do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the Sicario was great. The second one was not great. Yeah. But, you know, on a lot of these, like, you know, Scarface is a great movie. Like, I'm a fan of all these classics. But let's just have a movie of a Latino just doing all shit. It. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That was Roma. You won't see, <laughs> see
3: real equality until you see it. I'm black, working on it. A black movie or a Latino movie that's just okay, and the director gets to keep making more just okay movies. That's, yeah. that's real quality. Yeah. And people yeah. can just make just okay shit
0: like, like um, what's it called actually yeah, I do like movie. it a lot <laughs> yeah. yeah but I'm thinking there's one black film I really like because it's not too extreme you know dealing with all this either like black exploitation on the one hand or like some athletic thing or like whatever is uh, Killer Sheep Charles Burnett from the 70s, and it's all in black and white. It's beautiful. There's a lot of vignettes that takes place around Watts, L.A. Uh-huh. It's covered in all. I learned about it from reading, let's um, say, Donald Bogle book, uh, Tom's Coons, Mulattas, Mammies, and Bucks, right, right. that black film book. It's great. That's a great book if you want to find some great black cinema and great commentary. But um, that one is fantastic. And it's just a working class family. Dad works as like a slaughterhouse guy, um, cutting up cat sheep and shit. Killer sheep, there's your name. And then the mom is like a normal homemaker to the daughter. You know, they got a scene where she's just playing with the Barbie doll, singing earth, wind and fire and stuff. It's just cool, mellow stuff. And there's some vignettes, some things with like the trials and tribulations of like that existence at that time. The neighbor mm-hmm. comes over, and says, Hey man, we're not getting anywhere, let's do a robbery. The wife <laughs> says, We ain't gonna do that <laughs> shit, you know, you fucking get out of my bed, you know, blah blah blah. Last uh, movie I saw like that was a uh,
3: Slight, which was just it was a young black kid who was a magician on the street and he was using magic and he got into some shit and it's just an okay movie. Right. It's okay. Right. You know, wasn't great, wasn't bad, it was okay. I was like, when you start seeing more movies like that, and then the director gets to make another one, why? Right. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. The same thing in football. Until you see the uh, the equivalent of it was a shitty coach that just keep get just kept kept
0: getting put on and on and oh on. Oh, like um, North Turnoff. I'm getting North. Could was okay. be North. He
3: yeah. he had coached for a while. Didn't do nothing. Uh, Jim Zorn, not not Zorn, (laughs) the one who coached the Titans for a while, Jeff. um, Oh, um. got a mustache. (laughs) Yeah, dude, uh, perennially uh. lost. And he kept getting head coaching jobs. Like, what's happening here? Yeah. Why does he keep getting head coaching jobs?
1: <laughs> it's just a base hit, you know? It was just a base hit. Why does <laughs> she just keep you going? Like
0: RG3? Yeah, yeah. So until I mean that happens. That's not happen, quite people, a white People can
3: just be mediocre yeah. and mm-hmm. still get ahead. Like the M. Night Shyamalan. You know, one good movie, every, three, every next three movies are bad, then one good one, then three more bad, then one good one. When that starts happening, then you'll see. Yeah, that's that's really. Instead, you got to do that's like this guy that just did Roma. <laughs> Every movie out the box has to be like it's yeah. got to be that good. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You, you
1: know, Roma, Roma. I couldn't believe like I couldn't believe that Americans like that movie at all because that movie is <laughs> really Mexican. Like that movie, clock, like that that really, is growing really up in growing well, up in Mexico City. It, I don't. I feel like, but like I watched it with my husband, my dad and my husband's dad and my sister and my husband and his dad were like this is such a sad movie and my sister and my dad and i were like no it's not
2: <laughs> We were like
1: this is just this is pretty normal and they i think they just like connected and it's like oh this is such a sad story and sad life that she has well that's why but they, i didn't see it that why, way at all that's
3: why they like it That reinforces the narratives of the
1: things that they have in their head about. Because it's like this this like tragic sad. Just like I thought. Yeah. Just look at how they live. I don't know. I mean we didn't see it that way at all. We just saw it's like, oh my god, like that's what Mexico City sounds like. Like even when it opens and you see the water cleaning the cleaning the floor, like we started laughing when it opened because that's Mexico City. That's how people clean the floor. They've been doing it since God knows when. Same thing when I
3: went and see uh, I Am Not Your Negro. I saw I Am Not Your Negro. Yeah, right I was there. Which one did we go see? Did we go see one with the all white audience, or one with the black audience? Oh shit. I think it was half and half. half it was and me
0: and Nate Johnson, and um, Andy, I think.
3: Yeah, yeah. It was like the way it was. Cr- it was like it was two completely different worlds. Yeah. It was like the, the black audience is laughing at certain things, and then like I, when I went and saw. Um, Black Klansman and uh, uh, Beethoven Street Guitar. I went and saw both of those. There's points where I laugh and no one, laugh, no one's laughing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I saw Black Klansman over in Bethesda, Arklay, mm-hmm. on the night before it opened, mm-hmm. and it was an all white audience and me. Yeah, and there was points where I was laughing and they were, the people were like looking back at me, what's he? Talking? How could he? <laughs> <laughs> what's he laughing? Yeah, well, like, I don't Be- understand. When Be- Beethoven Street could talk, there's a point where. Uh, the, the wife is cursing at the main character, who's pregnant by her son, and she's just <laughs> cursing at, her, cursing at her, and her husband smacks her. <laughs> <laughs> It makes me laugh now. You <laughs> like, just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at domestic violence. views of
2: Randolph Terrace. I'm
3: laughing at domestic violence. all the 3GO people, so typically... So funny. Sock
0: puppet number two has to get the disclaimer. I always say that. And
3: the, uh, the views of uh, P.D. Steel, do no way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> that shit made me laugh so hard. Because she was such a... And I was like, I, I Well there was, there was no one it. part
0: like it's straight out of Compton, when me and Haywood went to watch it in the theater and it was all white people from Georgetown and were up in like the fourth or fifth row and they give Easy E his AIDS diagnosis and Easy's first comment's like, Brian, no bag it up straight
3: oh,
0: My fault. <laughs> but, uh, oh shit. Yeah. My fault, Steve. Um but uh he just goes, you know, Mr. Wright, you have AIDS. And he's like, but I don't know, it. And uh, me and Haywood just started bursting out laughing. And everybody looked at us like we were Nazis. Or something. <laughs> 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 that's not why I'm laughing. But no, that's just how people thought back then. It was kind of our stupid mentality. But, hey, you know, people change, they grow. We're all about that here. Um, speaking of which. No, we got time. oh, we got Tom. Well, go anyway. Oh, we got Tom? Well, he's going to go sell
3: when he's done. I just don't want him to
0: Oh, oh, oh okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, definitely we wanted to um, give a couple of announcements. So the Arlington Cinema Draft House this coming uh, April the twelfth Friday is going to have none other than my man. An amazing guest. An amazing <laughs> guest. Um, you guys John, will love it. John Rudnitsky. From SNL and Netflix at the Arlington Draft House, 7.30 and 10 o'clock on the 12th, Friday, and 7 and 9.30 p.m. on Saturday the 13th. If you want to get free tickets, we get the three free pairs. Just like our page, Twitter, CurrentsDC, CounterCurrents on Facebook, CounterCurrents on Instagram, and you'll be in the raffle running for three free sets of tickets, and uh, then you can unlike us again and then submit the following week for the next set of great tickets, but uh, additionally, on um, the 12th and 13th, over at the DC Draft House, Chad Daniels is going to be performing, um, he has a lot of great specials on Netflix, and 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock, both the 12th and the 13th. And uh, you can definitely also see some acts of the D.C. Comedy Fest coming all throughout D.C. next week, two of which are at the D.C. Draft House on the 11th, um, Alice Wetterland for the early show at 7, and then Eddie Bryant at 9.30. Um, and Eddie you, B Eddie B and you can catch me PD Steel, on the tenth at Colony Club hosting it and then on the eleventh at Ivy City Smokehouse if you're so inclined. We'll be doing our thing there. Are you on the uh, DC Comedy Festival Randolph this year? No. 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 Okay. Noah? No. No? Lena? Nope. Alright, it's just Mr. Steele with that one. Did but you have to pay? an entrance fee yeah, yeah no because me and adrian are hosting a thing at a okay. colony club.
2: gotcha so yeah it was free i was submitted but i'm like nah i'm not not stoking this fire
0: yeah. yeah 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 i feel that i don't blame you i wouldn't have paid either mm-hmm. we just paid in blood and sweat <laughs> and tears.
2: also it would have been the same show as you can do another week just <laughs> you paid to get on this one and then you've been there the whole time like was this worth this entrance fee to be <laughs> Back, back at the same place I'm always at. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, right. Mm-hmm. What do you got coming up the pipe this week?
2: Um, we got uh, novel comedy and me and Kasha Patel doing book shows. Uh, Those
3: are great, by the way. The first one I did, um,
2: very
0: nice. So, what's that concept?
2: Uh, it's basically a book club. We do a comedy show combination book club. Uh, we did. Uh, Michelle Obama's becoming first. Then we did Marie Kondo's. Yep, he killed it. Um, Marie Kondo's a life-changing magic uh, tidying up. Um, and then I think we're doing crazy Rich Asians this month. Okay. Um, over at Solid State Books, and then we're we'll probably be doing Game of Thrones shows. We might do just one for the finale, or we might do one every week just as a recap. But those will sell like goddamn hotcakes.
1: If you guys need someone on that, I'd love to. Any Game of Thrones material, yeah, I'd definitely. love to talk about it as much as possible.
2: Definitely, and that, that's I really like those shows because it's not just straight count like stand up. It's you can bring in you read this book, so you can discuss with people, mm-hmm. get crowd interactions. Those are those are dope shows. And then uh, every other week at Cafe Saint I host a Sunday show. Uh, Eight o'clock, come on through. That's a good place too. Cool. What
1: about you, Randolph? What do you got coming up this week?
3: Uh, I would suggest you check my uh, social media. Um, I'm at a uh, at another club in May. I don't want to say on this on this podcast, but I'm at another club in May. I, I work where I go. So, uh, check my social media, Randolph Terrence. Just Google Randolph Terrence. T E R R A N C not Randolph with an F, Randolph with a PH. Dolph. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you'll see You'll see all my stuff out there. Also, um, go to my um, Medium page. I've been writing and posting stuff every Wednesday. I try to. Wednesday or Thursday, I post something basically once a week, a piece I write about. So you can go check that out uh, on Wednesdays. I post it also on my social stuff. Uh, my Twitter feed, as well as on, my, uh, on Facebook, but I do post it on uh, Medium. Uh, it's not going to be funny. Some, well, some of it is. Some of it's not,
0: some of it is. Well, is that the one that you sent me the link for about the Green Book? Talking about how Peter Fairley and about the Green Book, just some greenbacks? Did I write that? No. No, that was my slang. But anyway, <laughs> you, you, but you sh- oh, no, 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 no. no you, sent me a, you sent me a thing somebody else wrote. Never somebody mind. else yeah, wrote, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, did I write about Green Book? I might have. It I could know, be time
0: remember. to do it just to spite <laughs> I Chris Lambert. I don't remember. I written a like, lot. Like
3: <laughs> well, when Green Book came out, come on, baby. Oh, okay. When, excuse when excuse when me. Green Book came out, um, we did, uh, Lambert and I did a podcast about Lambert it and, Lambert and Lambert a lot of stuff, so. Talked about it on our own podcast Lambert and I did a couple private ones So I'm going to see a movie tomorrow So we can talk about it Lambert's going to see a lot of movies
0: Oh yeah
3: So I try to keep up with him And then we'll talk about stuff You know Give a little analysis Oh yeah Uh that's about it. I got, that's about all I got going on. That's all the
0: questions I've got. We ain't doing that one. Yeah, I think that's, we do, that's we, we do short got. episodes. We keep, short. We, this is a long one in a way. It.
1: Yeah, yeah, we do short episodes because we, we have people on between shows and stuff. So we, we yeah. do like, usually like 20 minutes. Like I say, he's rushing out of here. Yeah. Do smile with me. Well,
3: I think
0: this is one of Noah's first experiences on the pod. So yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he's maybe a little pod shy, but it's that's all right. good. That's good. Noah's working. That's so. right. Yeah. That's right.
1: Yeah. yeah, he is working. He's going out there to host. That's right. Noah's working. I wanna
3: take over so and start asking you all questions. I'm trying to stop myself from doing No, there. go ahead. No. no.
0: Isn't that you ask? Isn't that my podcast? Nah, my podcast. We, uh, we welcome questions. I yeah, think that's do. a cool format. Actually, if somebody else asks the fucking questions, you
1: yeah, know. you we we are we're big on we're very interviewee We <laughs> ask a lot of questions
0: <laughs> yeah, on so this podcast, sometimes right? Sometimes we like to be yeah, on the hot exactly. Seat we're never girl. we're
1: never on the other side. Yeah, so yeah.
3: No, no, I uh I could take over something in a second. So I try to restrain myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I try to restrain myself as much as I possibly
0: can. Oh, I got a great question, especially since there's one across the street from the DC Draft House. How do you feel about the new Domino's pizza? What is it? Fucking it's great.
1: It's excellent. It's, it's excellent so much the better. only reason I know is because Why is this pizza so good? They they totally rebranded everything. And you can do customized pizzas. They have everything is like all natural ingredients. What probably a while within
0: the last year or so yeah. because i've started to read about this in like stock magazines i read they're like oh yeah buy domino stock because they took a long look in the mirror they rebranded themselves <laughs> they're like pump oh, you wait, up, so you shot.
1: ate it the day that i told you to yeah. eat it outside draft house. how, how good, good was it, it it's, it's so awesome. good my daughter, it
3: likes- my daughter likes dominoes but I know it doesn't have anything to do with it. i mean i don't know if she was checking her stock payments <laughs> no, it's really,
1: it's really good. I've had it only because there have been nights at, at DC Draft House that I just haven't had a chance to eat in hours, and I'm just like, what's open? Domino's and right Domino's right. is across the street, and the food is so good. And I'll go in there, and I'm like, nice totally. You. totally hey. How'd you like? How'd you like? Oh, they're good. Yeah. Sorry. They weren't, as, uh,
3: they weren't as wide open as the no. second show last night.
0: But they were good. Uh, are you signing up uh, Yeah, today?
2: I'm going to go out there in a couple minutes. Yeah. Am I
0: interrupting oh, some no, 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 Sorry. no, no. no, no, no just we're just closing, closing this podcast out. That's the headliner, Steve Renazizi. Hello. Well, hey. So, <laughs> thanks, thanks for joining us. Yeah. It's always good to get a you know special guest for a sliver. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah I, like, I like them. I
0: like them. I, uh, Sound good. It's an early day. show. I think they were better than the mm. first show yesterday. They were... Everybody, related. remember to support the draft houses, both Arlington and D.C. We want to thank Randolph Terrence. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you. And Noah support. Crowley. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> and Steve Renazizi. <laughs> just right. just well, a, a run-by. in. <laughs> just run-by. All the social media. Yeah. <laughs> Buy Domino's Pizza, spinach and feta. Good yeah. Night. yeah.
3: Spinach and feta.